Good evening, church. Another Wednesday. Uh, I am actually in the Deer Woods now. I'm doing this uh, a week before, so I'm not in the Deer Woods, but I will be when you view this. Uh, tonight is going to be a little bit different. I wanted to look at uh, uh, the assurance we have about our salvation. All right, and uh, so there's just several scriptures I wanted to read, and, and it'll be a little different tonight, but we'll uh, just proceed with that. The first scripture is out of John 10, verses 27 through 29. Jesus says these words, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. And so he starts off very specifically telling us that when we have eternal life, we cannot lose it. That he is the one who guarantees it. He's the one that did the work. He's the one that uh, makes sure everything is just as it should be. And so we do that, and then uh, we can sing a song about that that we have in our uh, songbook. It's Blessed Assurance. And I don't know if I can get the tune right, uh, but this song, they included a scripture with it in our hymnal. It says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. That's Hebrews 10, 22. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Well, that was awful. And then I also wanted to read uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 39. And here... Uh, the Apostle Paul writes for us, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Jesus just said that nobody could snatch us out of his hand, and nobody could snatch him out of the Father's hand, and he was one. And Paul asked that question, and then he says, Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword, as is written, For your sake we are killed all the day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. That's Jesus. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Uh, <clears throat> And what I wanted to do at this point uh, is, uh, is another little song, if I can get the tune right. I might give this up real quick. It's standing on the promises of Christ my King. Through eternal ages let His praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the 
promises of God, my Savior, standing, standing. <coughs> I'm standing on the promises of God. The promise is that we're secure in our salvation. We should praise God for that. So I want to ask a couple of questions. You remember where you were when you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you remember when it was? Do you remember who was present or who led you to the Lord? Do you remember how old you were? <clears throat> what were the circumstances? How did God move in your life to reveal to you that you were a sinner, condemned, unclean, and that you needed a Savior? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for drawing us to yourself. We thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you for saving us from our sins. Lord, we praise you for that. Lord, I praise you that our salvation is secure not because of us, because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, because of your divine power, that you promised to keep us saved no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in. Father, fill us this week with that assurance. Fill us with the joy of our salvation. Father, would you just help us to overcome the things of the world that would discourage us or to make us doubt or to cause us to lose hope because our hope is not in the circumstances. It's not in our own power or knowledge or wisdom. It's in you. So remind us of that this day and this week in Christ's name. Amen. And then I wanted us to remember that uh, not only do we have the assurance of, of eternal salvation, we have the assurance even in the midst of trial. Uh, and even in the midst of trial, we have that assurance. Let me see if I can find my other one. It's number 680 in our book. Psalm 48, 14 is one of the scripture references this song is related to. It says, our God will be our guide even unto death. All the way my Savior leads me, what have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy, who through life has been my guide? Heavenly peace, divinest comfort, here by faith in Him to dwell. For I know whatever befall me, Jesus doeth all things well. For I know whatever befall me, Jesus doeth all things well. And I wanted to read uh, Romans uh, chapter 5, verses 1 through 8, about that. And uh, here's what it says in Romans 5, verses 1 through 8. It says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, not by works, by faith, faith alone, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom, Jesus, also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produce perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given 
to us. In other words, tribulations have a purpose in our life. Tribulations prove the genuineness of our faith. It includes our, our stick-to-itiveness. It includes our patience. It, it includes our hope. And so the next time the tribulation comes, we should face it knowing that we're not left alone, that our salvation is eternal. We have a help in God Almighty, and we stand in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and that's what matters, and that's what will help us in the midst of tribulation. So when tribulation attacks, uh, when trials come, Realize that and grab a hold of God and rest in your faith and rest in my faith. And I've got to remember that when things aren't going well, when we're in the midst of a pandemic that seems never ending, when we think the world is turned upside down, when sometimes our hopes and dreams seem to be messed up, we depend on Christ to right the ship, to give us hope, the hope of glory in Christ. And then... <clears throat> I don't know if I can sing this next one. It's God will take care of you. And uh, I can't remember the tune. <clears throat> Be not dismayed, whatever betide. God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide. God will take care of you. God will take care of you through every day or all the way. He will take care of you. God will take care of you. If you're depending on something else to help you out of tribulation and trial and despair, you have a misplaced faith. God has promised to take care of us. He promised that he numbered the very hairs of our head. He promised that he doesn't even miss one sparrow falling to the ground and to be of good cheer because we're worth far more than the sparrows. Is a relationship that is built on trust and faith. It's a relationship where he did the work to save us and he didn't do all that work to lose us. And in the midst of trials and tribulation, he already proved his great love for us when he spread his arms and died on the cross in my place and your place. We need to get our eyes off the circumstances, our eyes off the trial, and get them back to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who is waiting for us. Either we're going to die and he'll be there to get us, or he'll come back with the trump, the sound of the trumpet, with the voice of an archangel. And we, the dead in Christ, will rise first, and we who are alive and remain will meet them in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord, and we're to comfort one another with those, with those words. 1 Peter 4, verses 12 and 13, say it this way. Peter said this way, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fire trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached in the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. And Peter is saying there, the trials, tribulations, bad circumstances are part of this life. But when we share in Christ's circumstances, as Paul says, also in the book of Romans, if we share in the tribulation, we'll share in the glory. All right? And our, our going through it 
is a witness to them. Those that would persecute us, those who would uh, blaspheme God's holy name. It's a witness to them that God is real. He lives in us and we depend on Him and not upon ourselves. So we have the assurance in the midst of trial. Now, I want to lead us in prayer about trials. Father God, we come before you and our, our church family has been attacked in so many ways. Many have lost loved ones. Some are suffering from COVID. Uh, some are uh, lonely and despairing. Uh, some are tired of this stuff, Lord, and life doesn't seem uh, to be going anywhere. We seem like we're in a rut here. And Father, in the midst of these trials, in the midst of this separation, in the midst of all that, that's going on, help us to call one another, to support one another, help us to love one another. But Lord, let us depend on you. Father, during this time, increase our faith. During this time, help us learn how faithful you are. Father, you never change. Your word never fails. And you promised to take care of us. You promised that even in the midst of trials and tribulations, you would never leave us nor forsake us. We are yours. We're the sheep of your passion. We would ask that in your grace and mercy, you might give our church relief, our nation relief, uh, the world relief, but do it in a way that you are glorified. Send revival to our hearts and let it spread to our communities. Help us to open our mouths and share the hope we have in Jesus Christ. For those that are currently suffering and are lonely and their hearts are aching, would you minister to them in a special way, especially those who have lost loved ones? In Christ's name I pray. Amen. So we have the assurance of our salvation, ultimately. We have the assurance in the midst of a trial. And we have assurance about uh, the future. All right? Assurance about the future. Now, we also have a song in our hymn book, naturally, that deals with that. It's number 527. And 527 is based on 2 Timothy 1.12, where... Paul says, I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against or unto that day, until that day. Paul was saying we have faith that we know the future and you know things can get really bad and Paul was ultimately beheaded outside of Rome for being a follower of Jesus. There was no other charge about it. And yet he said, in that second Timothy passage where he's facing certain death, I know whom I have believed. And I know that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto the, against that day, that day when I'll see him, that day when everything will be right. We need to have that kind of faith about our future. Jesus uh, said it this way. In John chapter 14, beginning with verse 1, he said, You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house were many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. And since I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. He goes on to say, and the way you know. In other words, he says, you know where I'm going and you know. He says, I know you know where I'm going and the way you know. And Thomas said, Lord, how can we know the way? And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The future is set in victory once we've accepted Jesus Christ. God looks at our salvation as if it's complete. We're sanctified. We're glorified. We're in the heavens, as Ephesians uh, 
Ephesians, the book of Ephesians tells us. And, and what that means is God sees the complete picture, the past, the present, the future. God has already walked through all of it. He knows what's going to happen. He's going to take care of us. The future is secure in Jesus Christ. And Jesus' own promise was, I have a place for you. Do we look forward to that promise? Uh, one last song, and we'll be done with that because my singing is terrible. God sent His Son. They called Him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. And don't worry, Brother Ronnie, I'm not quitting my day job. We need to understand that. Uh, as we close, I'm going to ask that if you have a Bible, get it. I'll give you a second. Maybe you've got it on your... Uh, maybe, maybe you have it on your phone and you can look it up real quick. If you know it, just say it out loud. It's Psalm 23. It reminds us of where our future is relocated. David, a man who knew sorrow, a man who knew troubles, a man who had many enemies trying to kill him, even after he became king. David, a man after God's own heart, the shepherd boy who was made king, writes these words for us in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now notice, he makes me to lie down in great pastures. Sometimes God puts his hand on us because we need rest. He, we need to stop. We need to stop the anxiety. We need to get away. And he puts his hand on us. He makes us lie down. He makes us. And then he makes me to lie down in great pastures. He just leads me beside still water. Sheep are afraid of fast, fast running water. They sink like a rock. But he does that, according to verse 3, he restoreth my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley, the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Death for a Christian is just a shadow. We're promised life. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Who believes in me, though he may die, yet shall he live. Do you believe this? He says, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. He promised to never leave us nor forsake us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The rod and the staff were what the shepherd used to bring the sheep back from danger, or what he used to ward off the animals and protect them. He goes on. You prepare me a place in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's our dwelling place, just as Jesus said. That's the promise of God about our future. Do we understand that? Let's pray.
Father, we've looked briefly about just some assurances you give us in your word. And during this time, many folks need those assurances. And Father, I just ask that you'll bring us the assurance of our salvation, the assurance of whatever circumstance or trial we find ourselves in, that you're there loving on us, that you do care. Your word says to cast our cares upon you because you care for us. And so we do that right now. Your word says you're the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our afflictions that we may comfort others with the same comfort we were comforted with. Lord, many need to take rest in your comfort. They are hurting so bad. Would you send your Holy Spirit in a special way to wrap your loving arms around them? Father, but we know our future is secure. We will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and surely goodness and mercy will follow us all of our days. Your goodness, your mercy. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the shadow of lights where there's no shadow or variation of turning. Lord, you are nothing but pure holiness, pure light. It's by your grace that we can come into your presence. It's by the blood of Jesus that we can pray to you and have a relationship with you. It's by his finished work on the cross and his resurrection power from the dead that we have hope. Let us cling to that hope in the midst of trials. Let us cling to that hope if we doubt our salvation. Let us know whom we have believed, Lord. And let us know that our faith is well placed in you. And now, Lord, as we go through the rest of the week, help us prepare for Sunday. Let's tell others about you. Continue to protect our church body, our Christian brothers and sisters around the world, our first responders, our military, our police, our firemen. Lord, all those who help to keep us safe. Guide our country, Lord. Send a revival. We are so far away from you. We are under your judgment. We repent of our sins and cry out for help. These things I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you, church. Sorry about the off-key singing, but that's the way it is right now. Have a good evening.